Welcome back, boys, to the big desk for league teams. Let's get straight into it. I know, no, you, do you know what you're looking forward to? I do. You I'm do. excited. I, I... Stop. Oh. That's we spent thousands on David Parkin's birthday present, his birthday cake. It's about $4.50 <laughs> for you. <laughs> Happy 40th. Yeah, happy oh, birthday, mates. I'll make a wish. I was hoping you're still here. I was hoping it was one of those ones that came. Yeah. What are you looking forward to this weekend? Looking forward to Carlton going on with it. A big win against the Giants. Young team, uh, as exciting as it was, and Gold Coast were on a roll. I'm looking forward to them going on with it for the rest of the season and giving those young kids some confidence. Oh, every week's a test we're seeing, and John is going to talk about the evenness of the competition. The Premiership team. The doggies struggling last week. It's always fascinating to see how Premiership team comes back the next year against Melbourne. Melbourne up-and-coming team. So I'm really looking forward to that game just to see if Melbourne can carry on the, the momentum of, of the big win. And I'm confident the doggies will get back on track at some time, at some stage. I'm not sure it's going to be this week, though. Yeah, and I'd like to, I like the look of at the moment. And what I like the look of, and this is really... You know, sexy discussion, boys. The AFL ladder, it looks really good at the moment. But in a serious nature, because compare it 2016 to 2017 yeah. and how this actually looks and the evenness of the competition. You look there, Hawthorne sitting at 17th with four wins for the year. Last last um, last year, obviously, you can see there it was uh, it was Collingwood at 14th with, with four wins for the year. So how even it is, and that's why it's so great at the moment. We go to the footy on the weekend and Carlton can be GWS, which we which we witnessed last week. And Adelaide are no guarantees to continue in top spot. And a side could get on a run from from 24th. The, the West Coast Eagles could get on a run. Who knows? It's fascinating, isn't it? The dominant teams from last year, isn't it? 40, 36, 36, 36, 32, mm. 32, 32. I mean, the top teams were just mm. dominating yeah. at this stage of the year. So mm. I think we knew it. But it's good to look at the ladder, isn't it? Just to reinforce... Port uh, Adelaide. Yep. Same amount of wins as last year. But the percentage... percentage and the percentage yeah. wasn't bad last year. Percentage is always a really good indicator. I mean, I know, you know... You, you, They've gone from 5th to ninth, yep. ninth to 5th, same amount of wins. Well, you look at right. Hawthorne's gone from 119, 100, yeah, 119%. Let's not mention the 76, mm. you know, yeah. so let's North, North mention Melbourne the as well, 12... Uh, tw- yep. 12 uh, played 12 at this stage and they'd won a, most of those and obviously now they've only won the four games for the year. So the, the fluctuations mm. in it all, but you back North Melbourne in at certain stages mm. against their opposition. And you predicted last year that Freo would drop right out. That's right. And you said that two years in a row they'd do I that. I did. Yeah. I'm a bit nervous. But after, last, <laughs> after last week, I'm a, little, I'm a little bit happier with the result. Let's look at our first game. West Coast take on Geelong. And it's the early game early, earlier of the normal round. Uh, I'll tell you one we had a look at. we just got the teams in and there is a what is it managed soreness on Mark Blitzer. Mick Bl- <laughs> Mark Blitzer. He's had a week off yep. and he's, he's, he's still up with soreness. He must have had a big buy round. <laughs> no, he did some steeple chasing and uh, hit the shin, I think. So he's the still training sore. over the weekend off. That's extraordinary. Yeah. Extraordinary. I mean, the fascinating thing for me this weekend is no Harry, uh, no um, Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy. Yep. and no Hawkins. So that Harry tale of V Jack Darling sort of. Um, battle's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, both... I, I think Harry's... We've discussed a lot. Harry's been good with with Tommy there. Um, but how will he go, Dermy, just as, as a the one number out, one? As the num- number one? I think you've got to... You either have to stand very still and be the long bomb target or you've got to move incredibly. Hmm. So, but they, uh, we'll have Reece Stanley play that yeah, sort of role yeah. where he'll go back. Harry will sort of, you think, I still come say, up to play that role. 
I still say Reece Stanley is the most untapped talent in league football. Wow. What he can go to, I don't think anybody else who hasn't got there, if you know what I mean, uh, to me, he's got the most upside of yeah. anybody. But he's going to be different to Hawkins, though, isn't he? Like Hawkins completely gives it a different. completely different. Both yep. are going to want to be on the move. The other question to Dicko is... Will Jack Darling come out of this period with Kennedy not there as just the player that he is? That two-goal player, tended, or will is this an opportunity to really give Change himself a chance? Yeah, I mean, because his stats. Yeah, well, yeah, at some they, point you are what you are. Yeah, uh, but here's an opportunity for him to go. No, I'm going to jump from a two-goal kicker to a four-five-goal kicker. Does he have those capabilities? Well, I think he does have the capabilities. And while Kennedy's been in the side, he's all he's been that two-prong attacker, like he's been that link man, he's come back, he's played deep, he's up forward and when he played against the Gold Coast Suns with it, Drew Petrie became the man, so mm. he wasn't the he wasn't the big forward, he goes, Drew's down there he should have played a, a great supporting role but he couldn't even do that at, at eight disposals, so I see he's got a big part to play, it's just the functionality of how it all sets up for him, I think he's a not a, a basic footballer in any way, shape, or form. But Kennedy's a lot smarter in the yeah. way for, he can go about. For his West football. Coast, then, would you, in if you were coaching West Coast, would you have discussions, or would you think Simo would be having discussions about McGovern Ford? Could Darling be a type of player that goes to to centre half back, athletically moves really well? Could he learn that craft over? a four or five week period and then get at a training and then get that opportunity to go back to, oh, to think, change things up because yeah, it's not as working a young at the player I'm all for that as, as the time passed for that it's an interesting it's an interesting comment certainly as a young player I would have loved to have seen him go down back I mean Lynchy was a really good one Alistair Lynch who's very athletic um, Jack Darling's very athletic Lynch, he struggled to find the, the onion uh, early days. Um, there wasn't a lot of a lot of it for Alistair. Yes. Yeah, we had to show him at a training before the game. So this, 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 this is what you got to get on the weekend. And then we'd show it again on Monday and say, mate, this is what this you didn't get on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to get back. But, but you kept but, playing him. But he went back and he was such a good athlete and then playing on Dunstall and Lockett and all the great forwards. Mm. And then when he went back, he became an exceptional, exceptional player as a forward. So mm. I'm all for that. So it's, a, it's an interesting conversation. There is the theory too that it, when you put those blokes to full forward, like Lynch at the end of mm. his career, a little bit like Gary Ablett. Yep. When you take the thought process out of it, the ground is all in front of you and you're full forward and you haven't really thought that deeply about the game, you see somebody break out of the midfield and you run into their line of vision. They'll kick it to you mm. or they'll kick it goal. There's not much else to it. Yep. And that's why the but full forwards of yesterday were fantastic. I wouldn't it, throw him to the Wolves, Derm, in terms of, say, just you know, bring him next week in and play him that way. No. You've got you to test him a bit at training and, and make him work through some scenarios first for his, for his own mental state in terms of confidence to play a role like that. But I think athletically he could, uh, he could produce there. But we're talking about him in isolation, so I think we're missing the key component on how they're going to move the ball. Yeah, yeah well, that's right. So when they've been up and about West Coast and moved the ball, they've had all the space up forward. So I think they struggled against the Gold Coast Suns um, and they struggled against Geelong. They're not winning it in the contest. That's, think, that's the problem. Well, I think so, we're going to talk about their brand, yeah. Dicko, which I reckon is really important. But before that, what about the, the Hawkins, the punch compared to Cochin? I mean, obviously Hawkins misses out on a game, misses out on selection. Yeah. Cochin doesn't. The implications for the, for the Brownlow medal, more than anything else, because I think we all agree a punch is a punch and probably Cochin should have gone. Yeah. But it... But is it a potentially a guy, if a Dangerfield does it, if a Selwood does it compared to Cochin, what are the implications with that? 
Well, well, one can win it and one can't at the yeah. moment, and that's and that's the rule, and that's the way that it's been adjudicated. So and a, you and a, free kick, if... a free kick was paid against Cochin, yeah. so the umpire at the time actually could have. So the sort, yeah, have, but you feel if Cochin wins it, if he was to win it, you feel that in this season he's lucky just by virtue of that he did it in a round where uh, that absolutely. Well, yeah, we've heard. I, mean, I think Jimmy Baltel has come out. We all agree that, of the change. I don't have a problem with the change because I think. The guys prior to that were getting away with too much. But yep. but it's unusual to change something mid-season. Mid, mid-season. I think that's the that's the thing you need to talk about is he's done something that we're adjudicating now that's a suspension. That's right. But previously, we can't back that as suspension and say, well, that should have been a week. We've got to go onward and upward, but you're 100% right. That does affect... But you can't take it off. If, if someone like Cochin did, but you couldn't take it off. But if, but if Big Tom won it, could you say... No, you can have it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Corey McKernan might put it's his like hand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just on the brand, Dick, I don't think we should go on the ball. But I mean, the, the midfield of West Coast has been solid mm. without being spectacular. I mean, well, uh, there's your numbers there. Yeah. So, Prittis has dropped off. Gaff is up a little bit. Shuey's down a little bit. It's funny enough because I'm a huge rep for Shuey. I'm surprised he's only minus four. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to be a lot more drop-off than that. And Maston, that's this year's figures, which is up on last, which is down on the year before yeah. as well. So thereabouts. But that's their sort of core that they well, get through I, there. I just with. think their biggest difference... I mean, three years ago when I started at Melbourne, the first year, we, we couldn't get anywhere near them. They were as good a team in the competition. Their defensive mechanisms were exceptional. It was so hard to move the ball against West Coast. And when you did, they forced you to kick it down the line. And before you knew it, ball went inside, ball went on the 45, and all of a sudden, Kenny, you were having a shot at goal. They've dropped off dramatically in terms of mm. what their brand is. Yeah, and I think the buy's come at a good time because Simo will address that. And I think the Port Adelaide game, they probably went back to it and said, right, how do we move the ball? They moved it nice and quick and direct. And that's the way they should play because they do chain a lot with their handballs and you can see the midfield numbers are down a little bit. And Sammy Mitchell's to, uh, sorry, um, to come into that sort of discussion point because uh, he's sort of not playing that inside mid now. He's that outside mid trying to create the space and get it out. As you said, Ruzies, the quicker they spread, the better they look. So I just think it's, it's an easy address though. though. If, you, if, you're not, if you're middle of the road to contest the ball, Jono, it's always hard to be a really mm. good team. I mean, they're more of an uncontested ball team at the moment. I think they've got to get down and dirty in and then their ball movement can well, come off the back of that. They're not winning the ball around the contest. They're putting pressure on, on the defence. Yep. And they're not able to... And not, the opposition are then going and creating good forward half, um, time in forward half, which yep. is very difficult to defend consistently. Well, contested, they're 17th in the comp and Geelong yeah. are two. Yeah. And then from a tackling point of view, they're 13th in the comp, West Coast, Geelong are two. So you I know the hardness yeah. is going to come from your way. Mm. They, they only lost him for a week or two, but I thought when they lost Cripps out of that forward line, they lost a bit of holding pressure as well. So yet to see, none of us have gone for them. Let's have a look at North Melbourne and St Kilda. I know that St Kilda had a training run today and they were talking that it was pretty important that Revolt trained well after that bone bruising in the knee. So he's a chance to come up. No definites at the moment, but he's a chance to come up. Once again, they played the three key forwards last week. If he plays, does he play wing? Does he play back? Or does he go into that forward line? I think with Rue, Rue tends to come up really well after a break. He's not one of these... Some guys need a bit of... He just seems to play well whenever Mm. he plays. So I'm not sure. He needs to be close to 100%. But I think if there's any... Slight doubt. I reckon he gets the nod because of the way he plays. Do, I mean, can they play him forward with um, McCartan, Bruce, Membry, Membry? 
possibly. I mean, it's uh, but you need what they need is manic pressure. Yep. What what they need mm. is what we saw against the the Giants. Mm. Their stuff against the Giants was fantastic, and I think that's the era they've they've really dropped off in. You know, that's real heat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they, yeah. They, they, real heat against the Giants. Real pressure around the ball, and you can see them here. And again, this is in their forward line, so it's so it's their ability to get contests. Look at that St Kilda numbers, speed, Billings. Even though he misses the tackle, there's another tackler coming in, Jono. And then all of a sudden, it's not it's not clean ball, it's messy ball, but there's another tackler coming in. Ball comes out again. You can just see numbers around the dump, kick goes out, and then bang. And and then spot on, Rizzi, with the dump kick. He wasn't even under any pressure, no. but it's that perceived pressure that they've brought in the first few rounds of football. It's and quite the, interesting when you look at this as well, Rizzi, yeah. that after that round seven game, Richo in his press conference was like, we believe now. They've beaten GWS. Yep. We, we believe we can we can take strides forward. And then after this game, when you see what Adelaide were able to do and use their legs, Miller and Cameron, out of out of congestion and really break St Kilda open, which which hurt them, it come down to we're conservative. Yeah. We're not we're not being proactive with our ball movement. And, and that was highlighted as well, where they've yep. come boundary side, where they've had opportunities, Derm, to actually come back in board with either a handball, which we'll see the first example, or the second example with uh, with Roberton. You can see they've got players open here at Etihad Stadium. You see them do that, especially against the Giants and sides where they're really confident and up and going. Off they go through the corridor. This just plays into the opposition hands. They outnumber down the line and it just comes straight back over your head. Roberton with the second example, he gets the handball received right behind. This kick can only really go one way. He needs to get that receive on the 45 coming back in towards the corridor, run right around. That opens up Gilbert and then opens up their forwards to get some one-on-one looks. And that's what we saw earlier in the yeah. year. And that's where Rewalt might come back in play wing back, yeah, take some marks, some marks and allow then some better ball movement from that position. And I'm, you're spot on with the wing back because his ability, once they've won it, to get to on... It. Exactly yeah. right. They get on that 45. It's like the half-forward kick and away they go. And he's mm. got the engine to get there and create the plus one up forward. North Melbourne have Ben Brown, who's been in fairly good nick, up forward, right deep up in the goal square. And, of course, when weight's up and running, is as good as any key forward going around. So their spine looks pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. The thing with North Melbourne that worries me, and St Kilda did it to them at this venue last year, they were able to run them down after half-time. But once again, I can't think of any other team where, in this era of tactics, where mindset plays more of an effect on the result than St Kilda. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. Their want yep. for the harassment, pressure and tackle separates them from the W column and the L column. Yeah, these, both these teams are reasonably similar, aren't they? I mean, there's slightly different game styles. But when you look at both teams, North Melbourne, when they get really fierce pressure around the ball, they're really hard to beat. If they can, if they can get it from that contest and win it going forward, North Melbourne's biggest problem is their lack of spread, I reckon, their lack of run. But they're good players, John. I've been playing really good football. Mm, they, they get it right when Tarrant or Hanson, for example, or Thompson get that opportunity to be the plus one. So then so then all of a sudden it's Red Mullet reads it, Atlee yeah. reads it. So it goes from an intercept mark to speed and away and away they go. And then Higgins gets involved with some class and then up forward, Waite's got space to move because it's actually moving reasonably quickly. When they yep. get even numbers against their defence... I think that's where they struggle a bit. It gets locked down and then they just can't get but, some I mean, it's hard activity. to ask for any more, Dicko, than the, the, what you get in from Zeeble and, yeah. mm. and Cunnington and Brown's been good, Tarrant's been good, Thompson's been pretty good. So it's got to come from the periphery guys a bit, doesn't that improvement? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just going to say, Scotty's coaching the hell out of that team mm. because when you, you talk about it, 
that's an effort-based uh, thing on the spread. But, yeah, 100%, they're going all right. A couple more exciting games to talk about after the break. The Blues and the Gold Coast. That'll be a cracker. He's taking the mickey out of us, by the way, he calls the Neefle the Neafle. Are you taking the mickey out of us with your tip here? No, I Nothing honestly believe that. Brisbane will... Oh, you can believe it, can you? But you I won't go be... them. No, I said I won't go At them. home, <laughs> at the Gabba, Frio's got to travel six hours, that's about four hours to get there. Without Sandy, yeah. I think Brisbane will uh, will take a little bit of control. Where, around the where, will, they, where will they get him? I think they'll get him around, around the footy. Leicester, Rockliffe, he should finish. Just good to have him back inside. Beams outstanding strength. Taylor almost threw oh. it up to Zorko, who blasts his way to 50. Class act. <laughs> how, how did that happen? How did you go for them? Well, no Sandlands, no worries, because uh, for Brisbane Lions, that is, Martin. No Sandlands, no worries. <laughs> he was a 50-50. They went 12-0 and 0 out of clearances to start around the footy. And it was, look, it was great to watch. Zorko Brisbane. was awesome. Yeah, he Best was. They were, they were absolutely fantastic, the Lions. Their, their main players in Rockcliffe coming back and Beam, Zorko, <laughs> they fired up and everyone else got on board with him. It was good to see Louis Taylor get on the scoreboard and kick four goals. And Tommy Cutler, Have a look enough of three the match. Goals. We're talking about <laughs> Brisbane now, so hey. this is what they need to produce again. Can And that's the big question for Brisbane. Can Taylor and Cutler and these boys <laughs> do it again what against Port Adelaide? He does all that after the fact. He's Biff Lohman. He's got the almanac there from back oh, then. Don't your drink. Have another <laughs> body. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Port Adelaide <laughs> take on the all-conquering Lions. And we have a look at some of the uh, players up. For uh, selection, Dougal Howard kicked eight goals in the Seanful. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be Seanful. There's no E in it. I was kind of dragging out the A. How would you say uh, it? Seanful. The, s- <laughs> the Sandful. Uh, the the Aaron Young got five goals. Who's been in and out of the but team? That, but that was out of the player. midfield too. Those yeah. five goals and 36 are out of the midfield. So that becomes interesting as well because if he comes back in, does he just play as a forward and get locked down there? Or will he now get that opportunity to play some midfield minutes mm. more he than what he has? He play well when he comes in too, mm. but he's more a deep forward, isn't That's he? Right. Sort of that Chad Wingard role, and then he gets pushed out when Chad comes back in. So... He can obviously play. I've seen him play some good footy, and that's that's thirty six five goals is big on numbers. The, mm. On their ability to defend, there's one thing I saw in the game against the Bombers and what they did, and we'll have a look at it on the lab here. It ends up in a goal to the Bombers, but what they did, they held their width, Essendon. Now, if you look at those players at the top of the screen, they're not coming in. Nine out of ten players will come into that semicircle, mm. into the centre circle. There, look, they hold out wide and let them run through the middle, and that is wide open. And Port Adelaide stayed out there with them. I mean, most teams are going to try and crowd up that corridor and say, look, if you want to kick a 55-metre one on the fly to get it over the top to the outside, good luck to you, and hit it, lace out. But they actually stayed out with them. They've got to address that, otherwise they're going to get chopped up by better teams week in, week out through the middle. It's good vision. Do they defend skinny all the time? Because you notice when they attack Port Adelaide, they don't get a lot of width when they attack because mm. they try and get their numbers and go fairly as straight line is coming forward. I think it'd be they? fascinating though because a couple of weeks ago when Port played Hawks, they rather really smash them. They shut them down, and we talked before the show, Derm, about Brisbane's shorter kicking game. Can they can they do that against Port at their best? I think I think they'll struggle, and I, I like the way they're playing. It worked last week. 
But a lot of this is due to Frio's poor, poor defensive pressure. If Port are on their game as they were against Hawthorne, I think they're going to have to find a different way to win the game. They're going to have to win clearances, win the territory battle, because it's very hard to chip the ball around you, against Port when they're on their... You wouldn't think Boak, Wines and Ebert would allow, would allow no, no. Um, you know, that sort of stuff to go on, especially through the, the mid-zone of the ground. Look, Zorko, Beams and Rockliffe will find plenty of ball, but yep. they will find themselves chasing back as well and trying to restrict the influence of the, th the three key players for Port Adelaide in the midfield. Apart from their ball movement, the way they used it at Brisbane, which was outstanding because they didn't take their foot off the pedal, they were tough and tight, tough in the contest. And then when it was time to defend, they were tight with their defence. So they were slack, Fremantle, but they were, they were brilliant, Brisbane, the way they defended. Well, speaking of their defence, the kid, Harris Andrews, keeps getting... They're not actually saying take number two or number three. They're saying take the best. And he keeps standing up to the task. He's been very, very good. And uh, we look at some of the players yeah. he's played against. Now, these are the numbers they've returned against him. But in pure contest, he can be, afford to be a little bit out of position. Like, the ball's falling your side. And this is the distance. If you don't quite make position right... It's like he's got the longest yeah, long. spoiling yeah. arms. <laughs> yeah, he's it's like Fletcher. It's insane. Yeah. He's longer than Fletcher. And, and then, Fletcher was incredible You're talking it. about a two-win team. And I think they've been going OK, but my point is, he's not playing in a team that's winning a lot. So mm. those numbers, goals against are fantastic. For a young defender, mm. playing in a young team... It's going okay, but it's only won two games. They're, they're great numbers for a, for a key defender. And has been rewarded with a three-year extension this yep. week. So that's uh, that's great. Shacky signed. It's not Andrew they signed. They need to give him more. Yeah, they probably, they probably <laughs> do. Maybe he signs for six actually. after yeah. this three. Well, he might need a little bit of aerial support if he takes on the big gorilla in Dixon. Because yeah. uh, if you want to get in a wrestling match, you need someone to come. When you don't have long, to. Though. Yeah, when you're long, you, you don't, don't get have into to. it. Yeah, yeah, and we saw that. him play against mm. Tom Lynch. Gold Coast yeah. Tom Lynch, and he's kind of shoved him under it a bit. But what he, if, even if he stands off it, I mean, Charlie Dixon's huge, but this kid's reach is just insane. If we put him up against the old boxing measurement, they would blow their mind going, what about the reach of this kid? You know? <laughs> and I love the way it's, it's he knows, his, he knows yeah. his game and I love the way he stays composed. He doesn't try and get... And he knows his strengths. You touched on it um, before, John. The, the big three of the Lions, they've been exceptional. Oh. I mean, Zorko... <laughs> Beams and Rockliffe. And if you stack them up against, yeah, we've got the Giants boys here, we've got um, the Geelong boys, the Collingwood boys, you stack them up against those three, they're, com they're comparable. I mean, their numbers have been exceptional. So they're running second. As a trio, they're running they're second running in second. terms of numbers. Yeah. And Rockliffe, uh, before injury, he was world record pace for clearances. So yeah. he was the barometer in there. And then Beams was the user at running at 85% efficiency. Well, you had and to go back about... hitting the scoreboard as a mid. Yep. You had to go back 20-odd years for anyone who compared against Rockliffe after about, I think it was round seven. Six, yeah, six, six or seven. Six or yeah. seven for clearances. And he was 25% better than him. <laughs> so his numbers this year have been extraordinary yep. while he's been out there. Uh, who are we going with? The mid-year... Oh, well... All Australians. Yes, yeah. the all... Speaking of midfielders, uh, let's have a look at the midfield yeah, well, for the all Australians. You, we'll go with you. Yeah, well, maybe on the back of the, the Brisbane discussion. Yeah, I've gone for uh, for Zorko in mind because I think a bit out of sight, out of mind, but his numbers are exceptional. Um, I've gone for Grundy in the ruck. It was probably Grundy, Ryder... Um, Jacobs. Cruz has been fantastic. Cruz so has been, yeah. Of, and you guys have gone yeah. for Mummy's ranking Rumford. points didn't, didn't support. Ranking points didn't uh, get him across <laughs> the line with me. Uh, Zorko, Selwood, Ablett, Danger and Martin. I mean, and it is... 
it is hard, John, isn't it, just to pick five midfielders uh, out of such an elite No, I group. actually found it reasonably easy because there's five <laughs> oh, there standouts for, for me, Richie. <laughs> and I can't believe, I don't know what you've got against Josh Kelly, but if he's not on your wing, I don't know uh, who will ever play there. Dustin Martin, Selwood, Zorko, Dangerfield. So I've got... Pretty much similar. Pretty much, yeah. I've gone with Grundy as well to uh, to fulfil the ruck. I, I had Ryder there, crossed yeah, him yeah, out yeah. and put uh, put Grundy in after. I think his performance, especially on the weekend again, was, was first class. Just okay. had to check that you both didn't change no. mine. No, I went for Mummy. I think uh, he's had an outstanding year. Sloan, we know. And uh, Dangerwood. Um, <laughs> I couldn't fit Joel in. What did you oh, do? We saw that. We noted you? that. We yeah. noted. So you think Sloan has had a better year than Joel? Well. That's what you're telling me here. Yeah, I think slightly. He's slightly really? ahead of uh, Joelson. But no, he's I've not. I slotted him in because, you know, you can play a fifth midfielder. Ruzi, can't you? Don't you I work? reckon there'll be a couple forward of centre. When we pick out six forwards. So can, you put, can we put Dustin Martin as a forward? We could, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Dusty is my favourite of the whole lot. And uh, Nathan Jones's numbers have been he's insane. Been, so he's been yeah, better than Sal. Amazing. Well. Out, yeah. out of all four of us, there's only two players yeah. who featured in our list that we've all chosen, uh, Dusty and Danger. Oh, Dusty's amazing. And there's one player who's featured in three. Yep, Selwood. Selwood, yep. And uh, well, well, where's mine three coming Three and a half. <laughs> yeah. I've gone up with uh, Mummy as well. Statistically speaking, Paul, <laughs> yes. his hit-outs to advantage are the best in the comp and the Giants are very good at winning the ball at the stoppage. Don't worry about what they're doing in the forward half. No, that's winning very good. it at the stoppage. I'd very, rather be hitting good. it to Kelly Steele, <laughs> Callum Ward, um, Shield. Shield. Probably a bit of this. <laughs> get out of the way, and I'll grab the ball. So the hit out to advantage is it to advantage, or does he create the advantage himself? Well, there you go. There's another well, he's, well, he's taking the long handle. We're going to go to a break this time. Next time, I promise. Uh, for all the Blues supporters, we'll talk about the Blues after the break. Welcome back to League Teams, and this is our great game as described by some other sports. That's a bit of uh, Steph Curry action, isn't it? Just passing off to KD. Dylan Robertson, who appears to be playing that goalkeeper type role. Geary did very well. It was like a ping pong coming off him. BT, that's the second time we've seen Hugh Greenwood with the basketball style just reach up with a hand over the top. Oh, that's a bit of Harlem Globe trying to stuff around the back. And Robbie Gray played a heap of basketball. There you go. A cannot. Almost a little Gaelic style pick that one to Stuart and Joe. Bit of Campisi there. Oh, a little goosey. Well done by Conor McKenna. That is terrific stuff. That was more Conor McGregor than Conor McKenna. A bit of UFC out there. <laughs> Oh, very good. Well done to the commentators. Yeah. Still enjoyed the Shanghai one. That was unbelievable. <laughs> that was my favourite. He had a brother and a cousin. Yeah. A, Colin a, Jasny. A roommate that played in Shanghai. Yeah. Colin Jasny, yeah. his brother played in Shanghai. That yeah, was very good. <laughs> Carlton are taking on the Gold Coast. How good are the Blues going? It's actually really exciting to see all yeah. the Carlton supporters, not just the team of the Carlton supporters. That It's a real army of them, isn't it, when they're up and running? Yeah, Sylvani out is going to hurt them. I guess the fact that they've lost... Sylvani and Rowe has now been covered a little bit by Liam Jones, yeah. um, who's come in. Big fanfare for a VFL player coming in, but mm, well, I, as I said, raps, you gave him the I raps, gave him a big rap. And Mark Murphy, I know we read what Mark said today. Murphy said that it was like playing boys to kids in the VFL. That's how good he's been at the VFL. So anyone that's seen him play VFL wouldn't have been that surprised at his game at AFL mm. level. You made a great point, and that is to be a. Uh, 
a worthwhile key forward, depending on the way you play, unless you're Tom Hawkins, yep. the amount of hard running, yeah, running. you do yep. at express pace, at full tilt pace, as opposed to the backman who plays against that very player, you're about 20 30% less effort in terms of sprint, chase, running, because when they get too far up, you let them go. Yeah. But you have to commit to that hard running all the time. But as a backman, you can conserve m- more energy. And I believe, too, he's a, is really powerful, Jono, like Liam Jones, quick yep. over 5 to 10 metres. Played on Jonathan Patton. Patton's not going to move a lot. Does he get right? I don't think he goes to Lynch because of that reason, Derm, because Lynch runs yeah. so hard. I think he can sort of sit back, but Lynch is very creative. Does he go to Peter I think Wright? he'll play the deepest because yeah. when when Jonesy was playing as a forward and, and knowing him and watching him as a young guy coming through, he always did battle when a when a yeah. opposition player played five metres in front of him because then if he didn't take the hanger mm. and, and didn't have that in his game, then he didn't basically have those shots at goal. It was very rare that we saw him break through that and, and take one on the lead, even at Carlton. But now, playing as a defender, he's playing five metres in front of the forward and he understands now how difficult it is. And athletically, he reads the ball pretty well and it's going to be yeah. um, hard to outmark him or even bring he'll bring the ball to ground and be predictable for his teammates. So I think it's a great change for... For Liam, and I, and I hope he succeeds in this role. And I think uh, last week, uh, Hawthorne just slackened off a little bit with the defence and two-minute Peter, Tommy Lynch got on hold. I think he plays that sweeping lateral role really well. Like, reads it as good as anyone. Mm. Any defender that can start in front and then keep your forward second-guessing, we'll see some highlights here but they of kick the Gold it in. Coast game. They, they do. They put it in in the air, Gold Coast. So if Liam Jones got on it, what did he get? Four or five intercept marks first up as a key backman. The Gold Coast like to put the ball inside forward 50 in the air. He's going to get a shot at it. Yeah, I reckon he gets to that one. That's the one I reckon he gets to, Jono. And that's the one he was getting to last week, um, Liam Jones, because he has got good speed. It tends to change your ball use a bit, doesn't it? Like, Barlow's gone forward and done some pretty good job, but he's got. you tend to get some mismatches against... uh, Certainly against the Hawks at the moment because they're undersized a bit and young... A lot of teams, the way they defend, though, if you can get the ball in a little bit quicker from the 70 out, you, you do tend, because the zone, it's almost like, well, you pick him up, he's coming through. Mm. So you don't always get a Jones v Lynch, a Jones v Wright, and that's going to be the thing. If but they he's, he's, his career has been inconsistent, yeah. Liam. So, therefore, there will be a game in the next few weeks where he probably does yeah. get towed up. But, but, don't, but they, he, can't, he can't lose confidence with that, neither can Carlton, because it, it may come. Well, I hope it doesn't, but it, but might, it may not, come. Because I, I'm going to ask the question... Is it inconsistent because the tank just couldn't keep yeah. going long enough? And now that he's decided, right, I'm turning into a backman, he conserves energy. So he is an explosive athlete, yeah? Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, and and I, when, you, when you have to use your yeah. tank as an explosive athlete, you run out of legs and you can't lift, you can't launch. Well, that's what he it is. He might be able to do that every time you from now on. You might be right, Dan, because it... As a forward, you're coming up to half back, then you're getting all, then you have to sprint back, and then yeah. ball gets turned over, so you're compressing up again to try well, and. Do. I reckon Derm on that. You're right. I reckon Bolts will cop if he concedes that lead up mark on the wing. Yeah, he'll cop have that. that. And, yeah. I, and it's providing that his drop off periods, John O'R, he's conceded five marks on the wing. What he can't concede is five marks ten metres out. Mm. If he does that, then he drops off. But I'm confident. I think he, seeing enough of him, I think he can def- defend really well on that 30-metre arc, I reckon he will get beaten at times up outside the, the 50, which is fine. And yep. I reckon Bolts will cop that. And just quickly, two years ago, his petrol light was on halfway through a game of footy. Well, it's changed now. In two years of footy... <laughs> it was on when he was doing the two-laps yeah. warm-up, mate. <laughs> but in two years, it's changed. So he might have reinvented himself as a defender going, I don't really need to go with this forward, like you're saying, the yep. whole time. So... 
The game suits him. What about down back? Uh, big Rory can't get a gig in yeah. the Suns anymore because uh, Jack Leslie is taking the number one forward. It's allowing May that peel-off attitude. Well, not peel-off, but go to the second most dangerous aerial uh, player what and then does. he's able to come across. Yeah, look, Doom, what it does, it gives Rocket, when, when you unearth an, a Leslie type, it gives the coach a real opportunity. Then you can decide, do I use May on a rough head, which you can because you know he can play big, or do I this week use him on the third tall so he can peel off? So when you unearth another defender like Leslie, mm. John, it, it gives the coach another mm. string to his bow. And I, I love May. I think he's as good a defender in the competition, both from a reading the opposition kick in and being able to close down his opponent. Yeah, look, I, and I think um, it, it allows that flexibility to stay in, in Stephen May's game at, at the moment with the way that Jack Leslie has, has come out of the box pretty much in terms of Rory Thompson being injured, not getting a game at the moment. And Leslie's taking intercept marks. He's, he's doing it all in that, in that key post to allow May to continue to play that really strong role He's another 6'5", he too. He, he's very, yeah. Once again, he's very tall, very long, so he can actually play on a variety yeah, exactly. of opponents. You've been critical over the journey, over a little while at least, that Carlton, when they get to special moments, have let themselves down. But you then come up on the weekend and Jed Lamb, who's been in and out of the team... Uh, uh, Nails it. I just thought on the weekend, which I loved, they didn't want to beat themselves, Carlton. I really loved it. You could just sense, you thought the Giants were going to win, but I know everyone says you've got to take risks. What I loved about Carlton's game, they didn't take any stupid risks. And this is late in the game. Giants had closed them down, which they'd done a lot of the, the, the day, and... Carlton said, no, OK, if we have to take the, the one down the line, we'll take it down the line. They weren't going to beat themselves. I thought it was fantastic. Went down the line, got a crumb, went to Jed Lamb, went back and kicked the goal. And, and everyone at the ground, I don't know everyone, but most people probably thought the Giants were going to get it. I love the way Carlton just said, no, nah, we're not going to beat ourselves. We're going to stick to our game plan. And it was a fantastic win. And once they were through, Ruzi, centre forward, it was, we're going to get this as deep. He yeah. kicked a talk. He kicked a talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all, all the, the forwards kick. were going back yeah. to go. We're going, get yeah. it deep because they're not going to be able to defend it oh, out. Oh, brought back memories of the freak, Jimmy Morrissey. He was the he best was exponent of a torpedo on the <laughs> run I ever saw. Let's bring in another freak now. We've got time for him? Yeah. <laughs> Of course we have. All right, bring him in. He wasn't uh, bad for Torp on the run either. Did you keep one on the run? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you guys paid out some money on the weekend. Oh, we did. We did. So our 24-up promo that we've been running in round 10, 11 and 12 now. So the Melbourne-Collingwood game is a perfect one. We paid out on Collingwood because uh, 19 minutes into the second quarter, still side bottom, kicked the goal. Three-quarters of a million dollars to the Collingwood punters who then got their money. They're parked it. They're very happy only to see Melbourne come back and obviously win. So then we paid out about a million dollars to the Melbourne punters as well. So everybody's so happy. Just go back on it. The yeah. Collingwood supporters were very happy. Yes, they were they for a little, little bit. Money, a little bit. But they lost by a point. Yeah, so they what, started picking what fights out in the front. What outweighed the, the money or the win? I think... Uh, I think they would have been pretty happy with their money, the Collingwood supporters. So, yeah, 24-up promo still continues this week. The biggest game of the round is obviously West Coast Geelong on Thursday night. We've already had... I just had a look at the punting then, and it was 110 grand more on West Coast. So I found that strange because heaps uh, of money. But it's one punter. One punter laid on Sunday 100 grand on West Coast, which is... Wow. I'll tell you what, it takes some nerves to do that. Wow. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, now, I'm eager on that game. Scott and Joel Selwood to combine for 15 tackles and two goals. Been averaging 20 tackles a week for the last three weeks. That's paying Scott eight dollars. Scott got 17 about 12 days he gets ago. He's more than kicks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> All not to play.
No, no. And my best of the week, my best of the week continues. I love this man, Ben Brown, first goal. Four of the six games he's played at Etihad Stadium, he has kicked the first goal. He'll do it again. He'll do it again. Ben Brown, five times this year out of 11, four of six at Etihad Stadium. Ben Brown for the first goal. Gamble responsibly. Thank you, Brown. Are you yeah. torpedo extraordinaire? Thanks, you <laughs> Let's go to a break. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Humpdale Fox Footy just got a little better. I think if you're rested, you've got to lie down for the week. Yeah, okay. You can't well, go to the game. If you manage, you can walk around, you can go to the movies, you can do some other things. Dam and Rusey come to you a day early. One thing I would ask you three, who are all champion goal kickers, though, did you feel anxiety before, before you're having a set shot? Because it's amazing now the players actually don't want to take the shot. They don't want to take the shot. League teams with Derm and Rusey on Wednesdays in the boss's office. Fox Footy. Ah, uh, welcome back to League Teams. <laughs> I didn't even want to do the hard work. I just wanted the shot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next game now. Melbourne taking on the Western Bulldogs. It is... Uh, I mean, both teams on even wins. Uh, Marcus Adams goes out for the Doggies. He's a big loss for them. He's actually been pushed forward a couple of times when they've needed some aerial uh, well. combatants been, up there. Last week, your mate, your little mate, Jimmy, no, Joe Henderson, <laughs> he got targeted. And are we going to see more of this? I mean, that sort of small running backman who's capable of getting by himself. Especially when you have a win like they did against him. So uh, I think if you're going to take out your runner... You go hard at him, and everyone collectively does it, and you've got to do it for four quarters. Yep, and, and they and did. it worked. And they did. Look, it's. I hope they've cut up vision of, of Andrew McLeod for JJ throughout this week because he used to cop it week in, week out, tagged, opposition target him, team tags on Andrew McLeod. Didn't worry him whatsoever. He'd still yeah. stand 10 metres in front of you, read the ball, off you'd go. But he had play, a touch of menace about him too. Yeah, he did. He yeah. was hard. JJ looks like... A charming young man this, who might go. Oh, do I really and that's the little issue I do have, and, and I'm and I'm wrapped with the Sydney 22 that that all bought into it, okay? And it included guys like Towers, Papley, Hewitt, Haywood, a, a yeah. first year, and yeah. Haywood's pushing me around. Yeah, you'd yeah, be going yeah. seriously, champ. Like, just worry about trying to get a kick in your first year, and you just you just wean them off the, like that. But those guys bought in, yeah, yeah. and that's what disappointed me the most about JJ and the defensive group for the Bulldogs was that they let these young guys take ownership and dictate to them. And I hate when someone dictates to you yeah, as a player. He's getting, he's starting to sweat in your brow. <laughs> I am too. a little bit. Callum Mills, he was the same. He got belted up about four weeks ago. Haven't seen it since. No, and I think no, Sydney, because I think their Sydney's team's got a round exactly. in to go right. You're going to do it once. We're going to give you one. It was a, the last quarter. JJ looked like he didn't want to be on the ground. That was that was, and I agree with That's you. That's damning, isn't it? Yeah. That was the concern that I had. That it, not only did he not fight, he looked like he wanted to walk off the ground mm. like an under thirteen kid mm. late, that, late in the game. And that now, because of that fact, yep. the footy world watches JJ. I agree this yeah. week yep. to see a response. Now, will Melbourne come at him that way? Maybe some will. And, well, I think and it's you more, sort of expect it yeah. now. It was unexpected. So yeah. second time up, what you expect it. You do something about what it. What if Dale Morris is standing next to him? Well, Dale would definitely help him and, and do something do something about it. But there were others that just 
I think it's you more can't that watch time it happen. Yeah. No, you but can't. I think tactically, if you stick you to the tactics... You've got to do something about it yourself, though. You can't let... You, don't well, agree, individually, yeah. you can't let others dictate to you. He yes, didn't. at times they might get you, but you still strive to do something about and it. And to be perfectly frank, most of the time the ball's in play. So the blokes aren't bumping you while yeah. the ball's no, in, it's play. in stop play. It's, it's it just in matter. stop play. It doesn't yeah. make any difference. I think it's more tactically, Derm. I think, yeah, you do have to take away the runners. It's harder when Murphy's there and Johansson. It's harder to do it with two guys. When there's only one runner, you, you can commit someone to it. Melbourne's game style, I think, at the moment, We'll, they'll probably back in the pressure they've got. Jeffy yeah. Gardler's been fantastic. His pressure at ground level. Yeah, even young Neil Bullen's been good up there. Harms has been good up. I would say that'd be plan B. I reckon yeah. they'll go in and say, look, if they we can win it. the territory battle, if we can get it in. But if JJ gets off the... It might be a Harms that might go to him. Yeah, But it's almost... Like when he's going to run, just bumper bar him. It's not necessary you nah. have to do that little mm, niggle. Yeah. And just for the record, Andrew McLeod, we targeted him once too, and I ran past him <laughs> in the ribs, and he goes, "Do you not, you know, not necessary?" And I went, "Sorry, Andrew," because <laughs> I loved him as a player. I really yeah. hated doing it. What a great bloke! Yeah. But he was really yeah. tough as well. Yeah, Put it this was. way: Melbourne's equivalent player of Johannesson is Jaden Hunt. Yep. Or, yep. Jake, or Jake Melksham will go to him and just ambush yeah, him for yeah, the yeah. entire game. So no, he's got to be prepared that, JJ. The equivalent player the running Melbourne's player. back oh, yes. line yep. Yep. played one-third the footy of Johannesson. You watch what Hunt does if they target him. And I watched Hunt on the weekend against Levi Greenwood in the first quarter. Now, Greenwood wasn't into him as such, no. but Greenwood hurt him with a couple of goals early. Mm. This kid did not drop his head no. whatsoever and go into his shell. He ended up getting six disposals at over 300 <laughs> metres gained yeah, yeah. on the back of Greenwood kicking too yeah. early and was rolling through him a fair bit. That was diff- That's the difference right there, Dan. But he used his asset. His asset's to run. If you're yeah. going to belt me, I'm going to run. Yeah. 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 Catch me. He's <laughs> also a physical yeah. competitor yeah. as well. In yeah, fact, I reckon he'd like to stop and have a scrap as well. Probably would <laughs> before he does Probably use I'll tell you what you won't see this week, Dan. I don't think... I thought the dogs were lazy last week. I mean, I don't, you're not going to see it this week. I thought the ability for the Swans to outnumber, which has been the dogs. So talk us through this. Well, you just look here, and I, and I always look at a game when you look at which team is turning up to the contest. There he is, turning up. Another Swans player turning up. Another two or three Swans players turning up to the contest. Not pretty, but it's just the way you win footy games now. Especially and then in wet all conditions. Of a sudden, especially in wet. And that's that's been, to be fair to the dogs, that's been the dogs greatest strength, particularly in the last month. Again, look at Hanbury here. You know, his ability to get to the contest, get bowled over, get back up again. Yeah, and that's really around the intent. You can see here the pressure they're putting on. Joey Kennedy gets there, Parker gets back in, Hanbury gets back in. Yeah, and they're just beating the dogs at what the dogs were the best at it last month, and that's why they won the premiership. Here he comes again, turns up again. Oh, I think the, the dogs will... Well, I'm sure Bevel will be Imploring them to be brutal again around the contest. I, I don't think you're going to see. Well, that was as bad as I've seen the. Okay, the so the Zubratore come in, although he still wasn't getting 40 at VFL level. He's the natural Dude, remedy to that, isn't he? He is, but, but there is the but, and we say it together because. Yeah. Have you seen, set, I've seen the footage of him the playing in the reserves? Not sitting the world alive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's only he's about three or four. It. Well, the thing is, if you don't have great explosiveness, I mean, it's still cruise to the next contest. I don't think he's even doing that. Yeah. He's getting to the next contest as the next contest is 50% won. 
So, and so he's not really having an effect on the 50-50 ball. So how can Bevo, as a coach, if he's putting up that effort, put him in the team? Bevo addressed it after the game. He won't get a game. Yeah. Because Bevo said, I think a question was asked of him, oh, why isn't Liverpool playing? He said, well, you've seen him play. And the guy said, oh, well, I've heard he's playing. He said, well, he's not. <laughs> and those numbers, look, the VFL should suit Liberatore. The VFL is a contest game. Mm. Con- you don't have to sprint from contest to contest because it's not a lot. They're poor numbers. That 20 disposal. He should fall over the ball 30 times if he's playing well. <laughs> he's playing well at VFL level. As an inside mid, I'm talking about. As an inside mid, there's, there's huge... I don't think he's going to get it. And nor he should. I thought Barrow drafted really pro- professionally, positively as well, saying, oh, I've got to reward blokes yeah. in the team, in the VFL team that are, that are playing well. I think the fascinating thing from Melbourne is can they get into their kicking game? Collingwood did a terrific job in the first half term, really corralling them. And that's what I'm saying. Bulldogs do this really well also. But when they did this, Lewis is as good as anyone. You can see when they start to use the width of the ground, and you have to do that against the doggies. And when, with a smaller forward line, John O'Too, mm. they can't really bomb it in because they just don't have a Hogan down there. Be interesting if Gorn plays. But they've got to use the width of the ground. They did that really well in the second they half. They took that in on, and... and once again, one of their experience. And Geordie didn't have a great game, but he's the experience he had to actually really yeah. definitively go down the line. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm yeah. going in there and I'll take the onus on me. So I thought yeah. he was really good. A six-day in... break's coming up too yeah. for uh, Melbourne. This, interesting, this, isn't is, it? Yeah. this is a big draw for them now. The, the hey, next, month, next month of uh, football. Hello, Mark. And I'm sure, uh, sure Mark will address it on uh, <laughs> no 360 comment. as well. But, uh... And the other one's Bond and Pally. Yeah. Uh, averaging from one to, rounds one to seven, seventy six percent of kicking efficiency. That's the heat they're under now. He's forty three percent in the last month of footy. Mm. So they're under enormous heat, and Melbourne will bring it. Well, yep. they will, and without Max Gorn at the moment, so when it makes the decision around selection of That's Max with with this break yeah. here, six this, day break. This yeah. becomes interesting in terms of okay, do we bring him back this week? Do we wait another yeah. week because we've got break after break with a six day to Perth as well? It's really interesting, and what you do lose, Ruzi, you lose football conditioning yeah, you because do. six day breaks. It's about Four weeks of recovery mode now for, for Melbourne. Yeah, just to explain to the people at home, it, it is. You, if you've got six-day breaks, you're really limited to maximum one training session a week. And often that training session... That's an got, abbreviated training session. Yeah, abbrevi- so you get that four weeks in a row. I mean, that's not ideal for Simon Goodwin and his preparation and fitness levels. And they, but they would have probably... Well, not probably. They would have thought through that over the last four or five weeks because they would have known that was coming. So you have to prepare for that. Yeah. Before, we've got to get to the next game because we just saw Robbo just about to settle <laughs> up for downstairs. Richmond take on Sydney. The Tigers been pretty good against yeah. the Sydney Swans. Now, Sydney Swans aren't... Great this year. They've started to turn their game around, but in recent years they've been fantastic. The Tigers have still been able to get them three out of the last five. And I think they're a better team this time around. They are, um, I've actually enjoyed watching Richmond this yeah. year. Their ball movement's fantastic. Their back line's standing up. Their forward line's dangerous. Collectively through the middle of the ground, we see Koch and Martin having a great year, hitting the scoreboard. But I think they've spread the load beautifully. I think they're on the right path. And, and what Sydney about better that, be warned in this one. What about that little gem of a stat our Jacob, the statistician, gave us? What is he there? No, Phil Carmen, my idol. <laughs> Fabulous, <laughs> Phil Carmen. Much appreciated. Oh, thank you, Phil. Oh, how good is I that? Anyway, so you go. I'm going to go on show. So. All right, mate. Fantastic. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're right, go Phil. Phil. Too Dermot. I yeah, love good. you so much. <laughs> <laughs> my, my sporting <laughs> idol, Phil yes. Carmen. <laughs> Me now, I feel around you. <laughs> I, I, the guy, I couldn't strut like him, <laughs> 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 But I saw him come out in white boots before anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> 
And you took it to the green and the pink. Which <laughs> yeah. That's great to have him on. Great. Fabulous. Yeah, well, you know what's character. coming up next on 360, don't yeah. you? Let's quickly uh, knock this one over with Richmond and Sydney. Sydney have got back into their yeah. pressure game as well, as we've just seen uh, in the last game, uh, illustrating just how good they are around the This pack. is going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it, Dicko. I'm like mm. you. I've loved the way Richmond have played all year. They've been Even in their losing games, they've been stiff. But you expect Sydney to really put some heat on them. As you can see, Sydney coming forward now. Their best football Sydney has played when they just outnumber the opposition. Their offence comes from great tackling, great pressure around the contest, dump kicks in, and that's when they get their run from. So this is going to be a fantastic game, John. I'm really oh, looking forward to so this game. So am I. Around the, around the footy, I think that's what everyone's looking forward to. And, and Richmond's forwards, I think, have stood up all year. Yep. So it's, a, it's another big challenge uh, for those guys. And if they can restrict, uh, obviously, Sydney winning it and Lloyd and these guys actually getting some good run. Rampy settled them down, I think, defensively since since coming back into the side as well. The if I can really just interject on that, did you know Phil did a 12.50 around the tan track? What? Really? <laughs> 12.50? he broke 13 minutes around the tan track. He isn't it. And he was a king. He still looks like he could too. do 12.50 around the tan track. Sorry. That's go back. No, that's all right. Let's keep talking that's about Phil. Mottram's yeah. best. I know, mate, they, they used to train around there and see him fly past and think he was an incredible player. What about the uh, Tigers' defence? With Asprey oh. being able to take the number one backman now, it allows, once again, like the May yep. situation in Gold Coast, it allows uh, Rance to float a bit and pick his moments. Well, Asprey's been a great support because we saw Rance earlier in the season. We labbed him. He was trying to cover four everything. opponents. It was almost everything. like he was just teasing mm. himself to entertain himself. But... That matchup with Big Budwa, uh, Franco, is going to be unbelievable. We, we don't really talk about the big matchups now because so many yeah. players change. And but their defensive half is as strong as strongest in the league. The well, I mean, what Richmond are going to want to do, Derm, is win the territory down to keep the ball away from Buddy, and they've done that really well. Their ability to to create forward turnovers, their ability for their the, the smallest to tackle. So. Clearance game is always important, particularly centre bounces. But in this game, I reckon it's going to become really important. Because mm. if Richmond win the clearance battle, they're winning the territory battle, they're giving themselves re-entries and they're able to win games of footy on the back of that. And just before Phil did interrupt us with the book, <laughs> I feel like I'm selling something. <laughs> yes. um, Jacob, the, that stat was that Richmond are on pace to be the highest ever recorded yep. pressure team yeah. in the front half of the ground, which is huge, huge incredible Massive for turnaround. them. Well, uh, thank you again, boys. Uh, look forward to the weekend. And now looking forward to Jared and Robbo on 360. I've got a feeling Phil might be on very soon. <laughs> Cheers, guys.